0: Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael.
1: Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode is titled Spinning Plates. Spinning Plates. Well, school started this week for my children. And I have two kids that are in elementary school. And so we are those parents that had those elementary students stand in front of our front door outside. And we took the pictures and we celebrated school starting. And then my high schooler started the next day. And, of course, we had to, to his chagrin, get pictures of him as he began his sophomore year what's interesting is I also have have one more student at home uh, that is getting ready to go to college here next weekend and will begin her college career. I thought about all of these kids of mine that are in a new school year, elementary school, high school, even college, and they have this uh, this effort to extend that is about making new friends and connecting with people and And sometimes with that, we we get caught up with this self-imposed need to impress other people. There's an author, Patrick Morley, who wrote about what he called the rat race. And he said something like this. We spend money we don't have to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't even like. And that was Patrick Morley's description of the rat race. It's this pressure, if you will to keep up, to keep up with others. Now, we're talking about spinning plates today. And to introduce that, just like you, I personally have a lot of things that I do. And, and I do a lot of things because of the many perspectives of life. Like like one perspective is I'm a believer. So I have things that I, I do as a believer as far as spending time with God and reading my Bible and praying and just things that start to fill my to-do list. I'm married, so I have this time investment and responsibility filled with joy, yet still responsibility to my wife. I have actually six children that I give my time to and talk on the phone to my adult children and invest time with my kids. I serve as a pastor, which is a full-time job, and I give my effort to our church and to build ministry and reach people for Jesus and like you I have other interests in life. I'm the president of Professional Coach University where we offer coaching and training and I'm wrapping up a, a degree right now. I'm somehow I'm trying to find time to finish my basement. I just helped my mom move. I'm I'm spinning plates. You know there's this this famous person, and you may not know his name because he's a little bit ago. His name is Eric Brin. Eric actually was a plate spinner, like not proverbially speaking, but literally would spin plates. And he had this act where he would take four foot poles, stand them on a, a table and spin. He would get four, five of them, five uh, four foot poles and spin these plates on them. At the same time, he would on the table spin eight. Uh, additional plates, so 13 plates spin, spinning at once, and he would keep them all going, and intermittently, he would also do different tricks, like he would balance a tray, and he there's one trick, he would carry a tray filled with glasses and somehow drop eggs into them, all while spinning plates, and this was back in the days when the Ed Sullivan Show was on. He was actually so impressive. He was on the Ed Sullivan Show doing this this eight different times, Sometimes, though, we, our life looks like Ed Brin's act, and we're spinning plates and, and trying to do tricks. One of my or one of our enemies in life is the enemy of busyness. We get entangled spinning many, quote-unquote, plates. Rather, we should probably stop spinning all of these plates— I would describe the words productivity and busyness as two different things. See, busy people are always doing things. Productive people are getting things done. One combatant to the busyness that we all face is something that we don't invest in enough as a culture. It is the activity of rest, slowing down today we're talking about spinning plates and how this impacts our life and and there's some thoughts that are imposed today by Alan Fadling, who wrote a book called "An Unhurried Leader and in the book he talks about sort of four things i'll I'll share with you number one, rather than filling life with noise, we should take time to listen. Number two, rather than allowing anxiety to drive you, learn to depend on or trust in God. number three rather than complete self-initiated projects under the guise of doing things for God. Rather than that, we should humbly orient ourselves to the leader of all, learning to take our cues from God. I'll break these down in a moment. The last one, number four, rather than measuring productivity in terms of what you do, Fadling advises that we discover the importance of the things that we do not do. So we're talking about spinning plates today. I want you to think about it like this. Think about a sports illustration. Let's say a basketball man, the sixth man, the first man off the bench. And he comes, and let's say in the third quarter, he comes off the bench. He scores 12 points in the third quarter. The commentator might say, this player has made some noise in the game today. See, the noise was about the what the player did. And and we can be like this in our service for God, where we focus on what we do For God, the noise of even our own service and ministry, rather than thinking about what we do for God, it's really about what God does, what God does in our life and what God does through our lives. So rather than fill life with noise, take time to listen, to slow down, pay attention, discover what is it that God is saying to me through the word of God, through the Bible. What is God saying to me as I I pray? What is God saying to me through my conversations with others? Are we taking the time to discover, explore, and listen? Today we're talking about spinning plates, and really what we're talking about is slowing down to have engagement with God. Exploring the question, what is God showing? What is God showing me? What is God revealing through the circumstances of life? What is God making available to me? Where is God leading me? This, this is what we are all trying to explore. See, listening, this is the first The first thought, is to listen. And listening requires a potential change in our pace. So how fast we move, we, we might need to slow down in order to listen to God. Listening requires uh, a change in perspective. As we look at what is important in life, as we listen to god we might look at other things as important that we haven't thought of but listening i just want to share this also impacts our position our physical position see when you when you listen to god rather than sitting at your desk maybe stand up or find a different chair to sit in or or Actually kneel on your knees or take a lap around the parking lot, but find some physical change that helps you listen and key in on the things of God. So rather than fill your life with noise, doing things for God, take time to listen and recognize what God is doing in you and through you. Another one I'll leave you before we go to break is rather than allowing anxiety to drive you, learn to depend on or trust in God. There's a time in my life that I did not have insurance and we were expecting a baby and I had to trust in God that he would provide. And And I don't have time for that story today, but I decided to depend on God. And in my act of faith was God would take care of me regardless of if, whether or not I had a large bill, regardless whether or not the insurance worked, all of these kinds of things. I had to learn to trust in God. See, anxiety in life brings pressure People battle social anxiety in life, and they they get uh, overwhelmed by circumstances, or possibilities, or even other people. It causes physical changes in our lives: upset stomach, sweating. Different so social anxiety impacts us, and for for that, some people they, they require counselors and and medication. But I don't want us to overlook the fact that there's also a spiritual uh, component to battling anxiety, because anxiety and trust in God do not coincide. Philippians says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Trust in God rather than letting anxiety drive your life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 say this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. This proverb teaches us the power and importance of putting our trust in God. Rather than having anxiety or the anxiety of getting things done or doing things, have the trust in God that he will take care of things. Don't lean on what you see on your own ability, on your own understanding, but have a trust in God that he is capable of anything far more than we can do on our own. We should acknowledge him with everything we do, because everything rests in the palm of his hands. And as we trust in God, the reason we can let go of anxiety is because he leads us. He makes our paths straight. Hey, we're about to take a break, and we're going to come right back I'm going to talk a little bit more about this idea of spinning plates. We're going to unpack that after the break and break down more of what Fadling says. So I want you to hold tight and stay tuned. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1116, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode is titled Spinning Plates, and we're going to continue that conversation. Before break, we talked about two key points. One, rather than allowing anxiety to drive you, lean Or learn to depend or trust in God. The second one was, rather than fill your life with noise, take time to listen. And I want to keep going on what Fadling sort of introduces. And here's what he says. Rather than complete self-initiated projects under the guise of doing things for God, humbly orient yourself to the leader of all, to God. Learning to take our cues from God. See, oftentimes as believers— This is a great discipleship point. We focus on things that we do for God. The reality is we should simply think about receiving our cues from God. What is God saying to us? And I think it's the difference between performance and obedience. If we measure our spiritual growth by how we perform for God, it would be different than if we measure our spiritual development, and our obedience to God. So I think this is what Fadling is talking about when he says, think about rather than doing things for God, we should take our cues from God. The focus should not be so much on performance. Rather, it should be on obedience. So you're hearing some different things as we talk about the spinning plates and the busyness of keeping so much going. If we just do what God is assigning us to do, it keeps us away from the slavery of spinning plates. You know, there's another point I want to share with you, and it's this. Rather than measuring productivity in terms of what we do, and this relates to the last point, we should discover the importance of things that we do not do. See, what's interesting is the idea is if we have an ability to rest— We have an ability to be whole. See, God ordained this rhythm, the Sabbath rhythm of rest. And oftentimes we think that we need to rest from our work. But the reality is God designed it so we would work from our rest. We should rest in him, trust in him, and then allow God to work through us and in us. So these are four thoughts. And, And I want to break it down even more. We're going to look at a passage of Scripture from Isaiah, and we're going to find four words of invitation uh, from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 3. Here's what it says. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, or listen, (laughs) incline your ear and come to me, hear, that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love of for David. There are four words of invitation here. Come, listen, buy, and eat. This word come, it, it talks about this from two facets. One is come to me. See, so there's this idea that God wants us to draw near to him. You know the verse. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We need to seek him first. Or as Jesus said in Matthew seven, ask; it'll be given. Seek; you will find. Knock; it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. The idea is access to God comes from pursuit of God, where we come to Him, and we realize that as I come to Him, that that we that that God would say to us, "I am for you." But when we come and follow him, we realize that we say, you are for me. God would say, you are for me. Not only is God for you, but we're saying, I'm for God. Come, if you're thirsty, come to the waters. See, those that are literally thirsty need water to drink to survive. When it's hot, have you ever had a water bottle and you just down the entire water bottle? I did this the other week with one of my kids, and I opened Drake an entire water bottle and said, hey, this this bottle only had one drink in it I needed to hydrate. One of my children one time actually got dehydrated. We brought him to the hospital. He was about 70 pounds, I think less, maybe 60 pounds, and he required three boluses of fluid just to hydrate his body. The doctor said oftentimes one of those bags of fluid would do the trick. What we realize in a real situation is our body needs water to survive. And we realize that, that when we come to God like we're thirsty, we're saying, I cannot survive. Without God, you're my only satisfaction, so we come. The next word is to Listen. There are different levels of listening. You know, the first level of listening is what you would use if you're talking to a waiter or a waitress. You're you're only listening for your benefit, to hear the specials so you can order. Level two, listeners listen for your benefit. So a counselor would do this, a coach or a discipleship coach, or maybe a parent would listen to the children for the benefit of the child. But level three is listening with someone to the Spirit of God for the benefit of that person. You know, I think about these levels of listening and we often listen to God at level one listening where we're listening for our own benefit. God, what do you want from me? Can you tell me, 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 me? Maybe we should listen to God at level two. Recognize God's activity in and through our life where we align with God's mission. Not so we can talk, but so we can hear. See, God invites us to sort of close our mouth (laughs) and open our ears. Listen. Listen to gain knowledge we do that, that could be level one. We hear sermons, teaching classes. Listening to apply knowledge is a whole other level. That's why we respond to an altar call or a change of behavior. But learning to listening to learn to make it our own is developing the habits that that make what we heard our own. But yet there are two more words, and we're talking about spinning plates. So how do we stop doing this? It's to bolster our trust in God. And one of the ways is to buy. To buy. And when we see the scripture in Isaiah about buying, we're not talking about spending money. This is all about trust. See, buying is a language of personal investment. It's a language of commitment. It's a language of trust. Being in a relationship with God is your home. It's where you live. It's the parameter for your life. So buy. Make God the parameter of your life. And then finally, the fourth word is the word eat. Eat. Eat as the the inventor, take in what's nourished by the good things, receive from God, eat, bring it in, make it part of who you are, eat the things of God, but but enjoy them, delight in them, be fully satisfied. Psalm says, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich foods, my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Eating with the presence of God should bring delight in your life. So rather than fill your life with noise, take time to listen. Rather than following anxiety to drive you, learn to depend and trust in God. Rather than com, uh, rather than completing self-initiated projects under the guise of doing things for God, humbly orient yourself to the leader of all, learning to take cues from God. Rather than measuring productivity in terms of what you do, discover the importance of things you do not do. And then remember these four words— Come, come to Christ and come follow him. He's for you. Are you for him? Listen, be quiet. Ask God. Do not tell. Let him work in and through you so you can fulfill his mission. Come, listen, buy. Buy is the language of personal investment and commitment and trust. This is where you find your parameter for life. And finally, eat. Eat and delight. My soul will be satisfied with fat and rich foods. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. There's a lot here today. We talked about spinning plates. So I'll ask this to you in your life. Are you interested in growing in Christ? Do you want support as you develop your walk with the Lord? Are you curious to know if you're ready to work with a discipleship coach or a coach on any topic? Discipleship, yes, your spiritual life, your personal life, your business life, any area of your life. If you were to visit today, yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, we offer a free coaching readiness questionnaire. You could take that questionnaire, we'll reply right to you and tell you your readiness for coaching and be excited to partner with you as a coach. We would love to support you in your life, and your business, but most importantly, we would love to support you in your spiritual life, discipleship coaching. So I invite you to visit your discipleship coach. Follow this show, follow the podcast, and be part of the Your Discipleship Coach family. I want to thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life, where I encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at ChicagoIndianChurch.com and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Visit their courses and their offerings at professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You're listening on AM 1160. Hope for your life.
0: Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com. That's YourDiscipleshipCoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.